Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined us on this 22nd Sunday of Ordinary Time. St. Teresa of Avila did not have a particularly easy calling. She was a Carmelite nun, and she was very frustrated by the laxity and the lukewarmness that she found in the convent. You see, back then in the 1500s, many women joined the convent not because they had a calling, but just simply because they couldn't find a husband. And so some women entered with less than holy motives. So because of that, there was a lot of lukewarmness in the convent, and St. Teresa felt that God was calling her to reform the Carmelite order, urging them to pray and fast and sacrifice and stop gadding about in the world, which was unfitting for a cloistered nun. And of course, reforming anything gains you quite a few enemies, and so it was a huge task and something that was very overwhelming and very frustrating at times. One day, St. Teresa was traveling from one convent to another on yet another mission to bring them back to faithfulness to God. And as she was preparing to cross this bridge, she saw that a flood had wiped out the bridge, and so she had to cross this raging river on stones in the middle of the river. Well, she got halfway across and lost her balance and fell into the mud. And so in frustration, she cried out, Oh God, when will you stop putting obstacles in my path? Jesus actually spoke to her and said, My daughter, this is how I treat all my friends. To which St. Teresa responded with her typical candor, If this is how you treat your friends, it's no wonder you have so few. C.S. Lewis once observed, Christianity doesn't take away suffering. It gives us a reason to endure it. And the reality is that mishaps and misfortunes and hardship is just a part of it everyday life. In fact, to be honest, it's the default. I know in our modern world, we think that the default of life should be comfortable, easy, convenient, and that if it's not, something must be terribly wrong. But it's actually quite the opposite. The, the default of life is that life is usually pretty hard, and we're incredibly blessed when it's not. You know, Fulton Sheen once said, Only a nation that recognizes sweat, toil, hardship, and sacrifice are normal aspects of life can save itself. And this is equally as true, not just in life in general, but even in our relationship with God. Most of the time, it's the cross. And that was rather jarring to Simon Peter in today's gospel, right? Remember Jesus had just asked his disciples who he was, and Peter gave the right answer. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. And so for this insight of faith, Jesus entrusted the entire church to him. Upon this rock of your faith, I will build my church, and I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. You know, I bet that made Peter feel like pretty great stuff, right? Not only did he get the quiz question right, he then gets promoted to the vicar of Christ, the second in command to the Lord of all creation, and the very one who's able to lock and unlock the gates of heaven. That's pretty cool. Until Jesus says, oh, and by the way, I'm heading up to be crucified, and you will be too. So naturally, Peter says, whoa, 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 hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Yeah, okay, he's concerned about Jesus, but I think he's a little bit concerned about his own legacy and his newfound authority and these awesome promises, right? Jesus just gave him the kingdom, and now he's saying you have to be crucified? So Peter's probably asking himself, all right, but, you know, what's in it for me? He must have been having second thoughts when those awesome promises of power came with the threat of crucifixion. And the truth is, as it turned out, Peter was crucified. In 64 AD, under the emperor Nero, he was arrested and crucified, but he said to his executioners that he was unworthy to die in the same manner as his Lord. And so Peter died crucified upside down. But you know, many Christians have that same attitude towards their daily walk with Christ. They say, well, what's in it for me? You know, all right, Lord, you promised us all these good things, and why is life so difficult? 
You know, for example, recently a man complained, you know, I keep coming to church and praying every day, but my 401k just keeps going down. What more do I have to do? Well, my friend, are you coming and praying just to preserve your 401k from tanking? Or are you praying to get to know Jesus? You know, are you praying just so that you'd be healed of your cancer? Are you being, are you really surrendering your life to the Lord? There is an answer to that question of what's in it for me in following Christ. And the answer is Jesus. No, the Lord doesn't promise riches or success or good health or prosperity. In fact, he promises quite the opposite. He promises the cross, but he promises that with the cross comes himself. You know, Jesus often, in giving us the cross, wants to strip away everything else so that the presence of Jesus is all we need and it's all we want. I've told the story before, but it's worth retelling. There's a great story of Mother Teresa who was once taking care of a woman who was dying and in great pain. And so the great saint was telling the woman that when she was suffering, she was so close to Jesus on the cross that Jesus could lean down and kiss her. And the woman replied, please tell Jesus to stop kissing me. But it's a really profound truth, right? Is that when we're on the cross with Christ, that's where we find Christ because he's there and he's all we need. My friends, the Christian life is nothing less than the cross. I mean, the reality is coming to mass when you'd rather be sleeping in is the cross. Praying when you'd rather watch TV is the cross. Practicing humility is the cross. Being faithful to your spouse is the cross. Obeying your parents is the cross. Standing out from the crowd is the cross. Patience is the cross. Chastity is the cross. There's no escaping it, right? If I were to hear to tell you that Jesus is here to take all your problems away, I'd be lying to you, right? He says nothing but take up your cross and follow me. I mean, after all, we're following a Lord who chose to reign from the cross with thorns as his crown, nails as his royal scepter, spittle as his kingly robes, and mocking from evil men as the only accolades he received. So why bother following Jesus then if all is the cross? Well, because what's in it for, for us? Yeah, the cross. And with the cross comes the joy of possessing Jesus. Jesus.